TNA superstar Tyrant, and you're listening to WNF. You're listening to the official Wrestling News Horse Podcast. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsHorse.com or check us out on Facebook by searching WrestlingNewsHorse.com or WNS Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, and iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast or WNS Podcast. Now being broadcast in over 45 different countries, here are your hosts, Daniel Heron, Tyler Bear, and Doug. That's right. What's up, everyone? I am Daniel Heron. I'm Tyler Bear. Oh, I'm Doug. <laughs> and welcome to episode 235 of the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com. Check us out on Facebook, WrestlingNewsSource.com. You can find us on Facebook, WNS Podcast, on YouTube, WNS Video, and on iTunes, Wrestling News Source Podcast. Repeat that. <laughs> I've done it like 235 times. How many more times do I have to do it? Repeat it. No! I'm on the show. No. Uh, we're on Stitcher, Beyond Pod, and Player.fm. Just search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us. Uh, you can follow the podcast on Twitter. It's at WNS Podcast. Daniel's at WNS underscore Daniel. Tyler's at Tyler underscore Abear. No, we do have a wrestling show on Sports Radio Beaumont. You can go to sportsradiobeaumont.com to tune it in. We're on Thursday afternoons, 5 o'clock hour central time. So adjust your clock. Central correct time. Yeah. Kicker. Party time. So, uh, so yeah, so welcome to the show. Got lots to talk about. Going to talk about some feedback. Going to talk about Raw. Uh, don't know if you guys got to catch NXT. We'll talk about that. Lucha also, Underground. Also, D. D. Yeah, we're going to talk about D. Um, D's nuts. Sure. Yeah, yeah I saw, I saw all the... Him. I watch the fucking shows. I do a wrestling podcast. Yes. I watch the fucking shows. Yes. So, uh, we're also going to be interviewing former WWE superstar, current TNA superstar, Tyrus, formerly Brodus Clay. So, really cool. And Q&A to round out the show. So, really cool stuff. So, how you doing? Doing good. Yeah. I remember the shows. That's the question. That is the question. When we get there, we'll find out. I watched it a week ago. Can I remember? That is the game. So, uh, so welcome to the show. That is the challenge. Tyler, you doing good? Hanging in there? Yep. Yeah? Sweepy. What? <laughs> what? I got it. Okay. Yeah. So, Doug, how are you doing? I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Hanging in there? Yeah, I'm hanging good. in there. Good deal. So, totes uh, hanging in there. Totes hanging. All right. Totes the chodes. So, good stuff. So, let's dive into some feedback. The bit of feedback that we got is from Subs. Sup? Saying subs again, guys. So last week I was trying to emphasize on how god horrible the IC title storyline is now. Seriously, just give the title to Neville or Kevin Owens. And about the Diva storyline, give these NXT women like a month or two until they break apart from these groups. Then we can finally get some real action with both storylines as well as in ring. And to everyone complaining about the lack of talent in NXT after this wave, just remember we still have blue pants. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. very true so thank you for yeah, the uh pretty much what i said like we will see like how this plays out for the we women i'll right? see and you, and that what said i said that we got blue pants we do have blue pants i didn't say anything so about there is blue. hope I, out there i for sure didn't say anything about blue pants. <laughs> well i'm saying something about blue pants she has blue pants so really good stuff so let's talk about raw um about chicks, man. Chicks, man. Yeah. You want to talk about chicks? Let's talk about chicks. What you got, Tyler? Kick us off. Chicks, man. I was just doing the soup thing. Yeah? So meaty. Yeah? The podcast soup? Yep. All right. So let's talk about Raw. 
man. Raw, man. Yeah. Ramen? Like ramen noodles? They're good. Yeah? I like the shrimp one. I, I don't like them. I like shrimp. Yeah? Shrimp ramen noodles. I hear well, what not, don't you like? I hear they're not good for you. Don't like what? Ramen? What's wrong with ramen? I'm just not a fan of it. Ramen's good, man. Okay. <laughs> okay. uh, but we kick Raw off with uh, with the authority coming out, delivering a promo. I have no idea what's wrong with those guys. So uh, uh, Triple H, Stephanie, and Seth Rollins coming out talking about you know the future plans, building for SummerSlam. They booked a bunch of the matches for for the night. It's a typical authority promo. It takes fifteen minutes and all that good stuff. John Cena came out to challenge Seth Rollins for the WWE title. And Stephanie said, no, but you can, you know, Seth Rollins will fight you for your title. So, good stuff. So, that set it up. Uh, the opening match, we got to see Big Show going up against Dean Ambrose. This match ended in a countout, which I actually didn't have any problems with um, with them ending it in the countout. Because they told an interesting story. Dean Ambrose is a fighter. He's going to keep fighting until he's got nothing left. And... It was because he had nothing left that he was unable to get back in the ring before the ref counted 10. So, I don't know. What did, what did you think about this opening matchup there, Doug? Um, well, I don't think Ambrose should be losing to Big Show under any under any circumstances. But I agree um, if they were dead set on this uh, story that uh, I like the way they built the match. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree it was like a fun little story they told with Big Show basically just trying to get him counted out um, a couple of times, and then Ambrose basically fighting to stay in before mm-hmm. ultimately getting, you know, counted out. But uh, the knockout punch off the tope was pretty dope, and uh, yeah, I thought it was a good match. Um, not sure, the, not that I'm not sure the wrong guy won for sure, but uh, you know, if that's where they're going, I mean, so Jesus Christ, will they do? They're gonna <laughs> add the Miz to all this stuff. He was on commentary. Like, what are they gonna do? Like. I don't. I don't know. To do with the, nothing, he, they have nothing to do. So they add Dean Ambrose into the mix because because Ryback's hurt. Yeah, uh, it's a way to keep the feud going. It's it adds an extra, you know, person into the mix. So maybe they'll have a triple threat match to determine the number one contender when number one contender faces Ryback at SummerSlam if he returns by then, which I I believe he should. Um, but I don't know. We'll have to... Well, he's got staff, and that ain't nothing to fuck with. Well, yeah. But, I mean, they've got, like, four four weeks remaining, I think, until SummerSlam. So they've got time. Uh, it just depends on how his progress Staff's goes. like a nasty motherfucker to deal with, though. I know people... I know... No, do I, know? I thought I knew somebody who got... I don't know that had staff, but, it, like, it was just, like, persistent. Like a fucking hmm. problem. Ugh. Well, hopefully it'll go away soon. I thought I knew somebody as if... I don't know. Maybe but, uh, I'm making that up. I might be making that up. <laughs> Liar. So, uh, but yeah, Big Show ends up getting the victory, um, despite what a lot of people wanted. Maybe they'll have Dean Ambrose get a win back, and we'll have a feud or something. But uh, after that, we got to see a very quick match between Neville and Fandango. Um. So I remember during this match, this is gonna be kind of off the topic of this match, but uh. Neville reminded me of this. Me and Daniel had a conversation about, like, it seems with Neville and, like, Kevin Owens and everyone that's... Well, most people from NXT, it comes up or whatever. It's like some may have, like, a good little run, but they Mm -hmm. seem to go down a little bit. Like, 
they're still hyping up Kevin Owens and they're still hyping up Neville, but not to the extent I guess it. Yeah, we had we had the discussion of who from NXT, with the exception of Seth Rollins, has had has found some major success in the WWE well, since if you coming think up about to the main it, roster. Uh, Roman Reigns did. Or I mean, he was, still- yeah, he was he was in the main event of WrestleMania, so that's pretty big. But you know, aside from him, aside from Rollins, you know, Owens had a meteoric rise and then completely fizzled out thanks to the terrible booking ideas. Um, you know, Neville came in, and I think they're going to be booking him as a fan-friendly, kid-friendly, you know, superhero. He's not going to be the biggest guy, but he'll put in the biggest fight. The difference between Neville and Owens is Neville was never going to be a main eventer. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying he can't main event. I'm saying he's not going to be a main eventer in the sense that you think of this guy is always at the top of the guard. He yeah. was just never going to be. He doesn't have the personality. For he that. might get. He might get a title run later down the road. He might get a title shot. I don't. I don't ever see him even getting a title run. Yeah. I, I see him maybe being a challenger mm-hmm. um, on some like B paper, paper like a B grade um, special event. But I don't ever see him as a top guy. And I think they for sure don't see him as a top guy. Yeah, I get a lot of sort of Rey Mysterio vibes with Neville. He's just an upper mid. He, he his ceiling to me is upper mid card babyface, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I don't. It doesn't piss me off to see what they've done to Neville because I never thought Neville was going to be that guy anyway. Yeah, I thought Owens had a shot to be that guy, and that's why, you know, it sort of sucks to see, and you know. Fuck him around, booking wise. Yeah, and it's the same with Cesaro. You see all this talent in in the ring and what he does, and they just refuse to pull the trigger. And, and you know, you're stuck with the same three or four people at the top level. It's like change it up. I want someone I think new. I was just kind of like mad about the whole Owens thing, and I'm kind of like viewing a lot of the NXT guys as not like yeah being coming in being that big. And I know that we say that. Uh, to be honest with you, I think Neville. Has been had a better run than I expected him to have since yeah. coming on the main roster. Sorry, I cut you off. Well, he you know, he has wins and losses. Is not like I, I'm just I, saying I, he's been he's used better than I thought. I thought he was going to be quickly so. quickly forgotten, and he wasn't quickly forgotten. Just be stuck on superstars sure. for for weeks on end. Uh, I know another NXT uh, roster member who's come up uh, was Adam Rose, and he looks like he there he posted a, a, a picture earlier this week. Of him sort of growing out the facial hair again, similar to that of Leo Kruger. They're talking about throwing him in with the Wyatts, or that's the people talking. Yeah, that's the 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 bullshit rumor mill Twitter shit that's huh. going on. It's him maybe being like the third Wyatt or whatever. Be because insane. there was word that like uh, supposedly Alvarez said that the 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 new third for the Wyatts is not going to be someone you expected to be. Because hmm. I know people were like. Uh, Maybe throw Corbin in there or something like that, like because he's very limited and that's a spot yeah. for him to be very limited in. He's sort of got the look that matches. You could see Corbin getting along fine in there because he basically wouldn't have to do anything but like beatdowns and shit, right? Because uh, he's super limited. But like, he doesn't have the beard for it. The word yeah, he's got a shitty beard. He doesn't have a beard at all. <laughs> well, he's got he's that got chin that. strap thing. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but the the word is is that or the rumor is is that the the new third wide guy is not like someone you would expect. So mm. they're not, they're talking not Eric Rowan, not your, your, uh, Eric Corbin. Uh, uh, so, but like the, when he posted that thing on, um, uh, 
Twitter with the Tata hashtag WWE or whatever. The some people started speculating that he might be like the third white again. Hmm. But whose side is he on? But yeah, yeah. that's. I just wanted to say all. Do you that think they would change his name back to Leo Kruger, or just be like Adam Rose? Because uh, I think it would just. It's he's been too prominent for like a rebrand without taking him off the show. Yeah. So I think it would work if they're going to do that. It would work best as a. Just as why it's sort of oh the other thing is like people were talking about it might have been Bo for a while because remember he had that scraggly ass beard oh, that he was yeah. growing out <laughs> so people thought Bo might have been the other guy mm. but uh, supposedly they mixed all that shit oh, yeah brothers but um be, I think it worked better as why it's sort of like sort of taking not taking over but like influencing a guy to like join his cause or something. yeah instead of just being like oh psych I'm Leo Kruger now or whatever yeah I'm curious as to as to if they would make him keep Adam Rose name. And an accent, or would they go back to Leo Kruger with that accent? Because it's it's two different characters. I mean, obviously, but right. Well, Leo Kruger is more like a South African type of mm-hmm. type of thing, and then I guess uh, Adam Rose is more Russell Brand, right? Yeah, kind of thing. But uh, do you think I they just, can? They've they've gone through more drastic, <laughs> more drastic of accents than that. Like remember when Kofi just stopped yeah. being Jamaican? Yeah. Triple H called him out on that. I'm one. still waiting for Lana to just stop being Russian. Like every she week, she started to, and then she <laughs> every like, week ah, that she yeah. comes out with the accent, I'm amazed that she hasn't dropped. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that uh, that's one that I'm waiting for. Like as I as I adopt more of your American culture, I've started to talk like you now. Right. So yay, there's that. Get all those fucking hair extensions. Did you see her fucking hair on the wall? <laughs> yes. Like, what in the fuck? It's like, no one, everyone knows those extensions because you're the bun that you had forever. There's not that much hair because if of that bun. Bald headed on Monday. You can't have hair down to your ass by Wednesday. You just can't do it. It's possible. You're not fooling anyone. And no. all those girls seem to have the extensions. We saw them get pulled out the other day and stuff. Yeah. But the thing is, like, it was like drastically, like, she's like, has like, crazy fucking hair yeah it's like it's normally down to my shoulders but this one's going down like the small of my back yeah and i'm not mad i'm like whatever it's something you notice i'm do your thing whatever you you like doing that's cool do you but i'm just saying like that's a lot of fucking hair they didn't used to be there (laughs) yeah (laughs) the hair over there it's uh it's pretty crazy so yeah i don't know i don't know what they're gonna do with uh rose slash kruger um i don't know you say Rose? you mean Rose? rose Oh, I thought you said Roe slash Cougar. I was like, because we're talking about a lot of hair, and then I thought you mystically <laughs> said Roe is bald. <laughs> and I was like, wait, wait, what? He's got a great beard. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to be on the lookout for that. But uh, All right, bring Ray or Ho up as the third one. Hey, I'm, I'm for it. Hey, I don't, yeah, I could get with that, too. So, uh, But, yeah, Neville ends up getting the, the victory over Fandango, and I know Tyler brought it up saying, aren't these two guys supposed to be faces? Why are they going up against each other? Um, Say that again? Why are they going up against each other? I think the Fandango is a face thing is uh, turned into a, a Fandango is not really on TV thing. Yeah. Which turned back into we're bringing him back out as whatever we want thing. Well, he said what was sad is because they come back from commercial and he's doing, you know, the little pointing the fingers up and dancing and stuff. He's and Fandangoing. No one's, no one's Fandangoing. Yeah, I don't think it really matters if he's a Hillary face here because the whole thing was basically just a setup for a Stardust to do his promo. Yeah, and half of the... Stuff that he said I couldn't even hear. They're, they really, I don't know if it's the microphones that they're using or the levels that they need to adjust or if they just need to tell the people, hey, don't whisper because it's not picking up. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm. I can't understand when they're talking very loudly and then they quietly whisper. It's like I can't. Under, I can't hear what you're saying. It'll right. make a lot more sense if I were to understand what you're saying. Right. So maybe still wouldn't be good, but I'd understand. There, like to, to the audience, maybe, but not on TV. No, because in inside the arena, it's even worse because you're getting reverb all over the place. So that all they're hearing is the whisps. That's all they're hearing. I mean, your promo would still suck, but I would yeah. be understand it, like, be able to understand it. Yeah, so I don't know. Like, I understand you're trying to emphasize and start, you know, make it important, make you make you try and listen. But I'm trying to listen. I can't hear what you're saying. I'm sorry. Maybe my hearing's going out or something, but I can't understand what you're saying. But basically, Stardust cut a promo on Neville. He's gonna do something. Can Arrow just beat this fucking guy already so we can be done with this gimmick? Just four weeks away. So almost just we're almost there. So 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 who Stardust's uh partner? Because it's gonna it has to be like Neville, because they're playing up the comic booky thing with Neville. Yeah. With uh so he's obviously got a tag with uh is it Amel or Amel? I have no idea. Arrow. But I heard that he's in, he's gonna debut the season two or the next season's outfit for okay. Arrow in that match. Okay. That's just the speculation that's going on right sure, now. Sure, that's fine. So, but he so needs be Neville cool because though. he obviously doesn't know what he's doing. Right. So, so who's Stardust's partner? I have no idea. I think, I think there was rumor that it was going to be the Miz. Yeah, that makes sense. And actually, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> well, a Hollywood star going up against a person who thinks he's a Hollywood star. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I got that you. That could make a little bit you. of sense. sense. So, have him introduce the. Have Miz bring him in to introduce him. Be like, oh yeah, yeah, he's a uh, you know he's a little TV star, you know? right? Not nothing that big. I'm a TV and movie star, so and reality right. star, and reality star, and married to Maurice. How did he pull that off? Anyways, I don't, I'll never understand that. Anyway, his charm, maybe I don't know. Maybe because he's the Miz and he's awesome. Yeah, let's go with that. It's because he's the Miz and he's awesome. So the <laughs> next match we got to see Sasha Banks going up against Paige. And they actually gave these two ladies a bit of time. We got to see some stuff from Paige that we don't normally see in her matches, which I thought was really good. I thought these uh, these two ladies did a did a very solid job in their work. Uh, I'm happy that Sasha, Sasha got the victory uh, via submission. Um, She's been looking good. Yeah. I was, I was surprised that, that she, not only that she won, that, but... That she won by submission. Yeah, because they even had the backstage segment where, you know, she's like, oh, well, I'm the NXT champion. And Paige is like talking smack. Be like, oh, well, what's that? Oh, yeah, I'm the two-time Divas champion. Right. So, like, in your face. Mostly I'm surprised because it's the right booking decision. And we know how uh, how often <laughs> they're ready to do the right thing. So, that's yeah. mostly why I'm surprised. But, uh, yeah, it was, good. It was a pretty good. And I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that like knockout like uh, yeah. okay that's poor choice of words I'm not talking about TNA <laughs> TNA women's uh, wrestling I, like that it wasn't a standout yeah it wasn't that standout um, like NXT main event that we're used to seeing from these girls but uh, it's a lot better got a lot more time but I thought it was pretty good I'm glad One of the better it. women's wrestling matches on Raw I felt like they brought it back around to uh, showing more focus on Sasha this week which I think is a good thing mm-hmm. because it felt like. They were going to focus on Charlotte, and these other women were going to be an afterthought, which yeah. was my fear. Yeah, but hopefully, I, hopefully every week someone gets a a little bit more focus. Sure, sure. So maybe next week will be 
Becky Lynch's turn. Sure. This is well, Becky got to win that same night. Yeah. Uh, albeit know, in the tag. But, but I believe it was like didn't last week they show like a vignette for Charlotte. Yeah, you're probably and right. And this about week that. they did one for Sasha. Sure. So hopefully, if you know the pattern continues, right. then we'll get one for Becky Lynch next week. So uh, we'll have to see how that all turns out. But yeah, Sasha Banks getting the win. Good stuff for her. I know she's uh, very excited. She's been posting all over her social media pages, going like, "I'm, I'm still, I haven't woken up from this dream yet." So good for her. She's fucking awesome. She deserves it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, after that, we got to see Lana. Uh, but before that, we got to see Rusev and Summer Rae uh, coming just, out. The whole time I saw her, I'm like, bird. Yeah, bird. Bird law. Bird. Gaga! Bird. Gaga! So, uh, <laughs> I don't know, Doug, what, we'll, we'll get your take on this segment because Tyler and I were watching this together and we were just cracking up. Uh, what, what was your thought on this segment? Here's my take. Okay. I've given up on, <laughs> I've already given up on them making Rusev this monster heel main eventer that he should have been mm-hmm. and i'm just uh, enjoying rusev being awesome at like <laughs> timing and facial expressions <laughs> and stuff because you're just on for the ride now yeah, yeah, yeah. I, i'm just i'm just down for watching rusev be entertaining right now and rusev is the best fucking thing about these <laughs> about these little things i know they think they're pushing lana as a star here but rusev is the guy who looks like the fucking star in this team. yeah rusev's awesome in this and so I guess I'm sort of okay with him in the spot. I mean, I th- still think they made a big mistake because mm-hmm. this this was always could have been there like later on down the line yeah. and made him like this this more entertainment centric guy instead of this big like monster killer that he could have been. But he's so good at w- what they're having him do is fucking stupid. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but he's so good at what they're asking him <laughs> to do that I can't help but like enjoy it. He's fucking awesome in this stupid little role that he I've did. got you some presents, and it's it's this dog, and his name is like Dog Ziggler because it's like Dog Ziggler because he's neutered. He yeah, has skinny legs. It's his delivery and like <laughs> his like um, his facial expression. He's he's just good, man. Uh, I don't know. I know they think Lana's a star, but I think Rusev's a star. I I died when they took that fish out. I'm like, <laughs> she's gonna hold that fish the whole time. And like, they lost me with the fish. I was with I first of all. They could have got a cuter dog. I'm just saying. That no, poor dog was like so scared. Yeah, man. He was like, I need to get out of here. I was waiting for that dog to piss on someone. <laughs> I thought she. I thought he was going to piss on her. I don't know if it's a he or she, but I thought the dog was going to piss on Summary too. She did the best she could keeping that dog. There's mm-hmm. nothing she could have done. So first of all, the dog was scared shitless. They probably should have. snatched up by a bird. But seriously, though, they should have got like more of like a puppy, like a cuter puppy. <laughs> That the dog's not ugly. There's nothing wrong with the dog, but I'm saying like if they were gonna do that, they should have went more yeah, stereo- like a fluffy dog, like a stereotypical like cute puppy, like instead Chihuahua of, or something. I don't like little dogs like that. I'm talking like <laughs> I'm talking like baby lab or something like uh-huh. little cute little fucking thing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, but uh, I, dog Ziggler was was great. They <laughs> they lost me with the fish. I was like, all right, the fish. We is call it Lana. Well, that part. I did. I was like, "What? That's weird." But I just thought it was funny in general because it's a freaking fish. Like she's holding a fish. <laughs> she's holding. Why do a, you have a fish? A beheaded, so fish. and gutted fish. That's that's so weird and and so hilarious. Because at the same time, I keep on calling Lana a bird. Like not Lana. D, or, oh, sorry. Summer Rae. Summer Rae, uh, a bird for, like Dion. It's always saying Philadelphia, and I was like, "That's perfect," because that bird's <laughs> holding a fish. I don't know. That sounds stupid, but I'm like, "What the hell's going on?" <laughs> It's raw. 
And then that's and then Rusev, quality Rusev entertainment. Threw the fish. Yeah. Rusev threw yeah. the yes, fish. He was like, he "Fuck this." <laughs> <laughs> Take your stupid fish. It was with so you. hilarious, and I kept on like, I kept on like, look at the details of the fish and stuff. Like, she like hold it, and then like she like rub her hands through her hair or something, <laughs> like touch her dress. Like you got fish like all over your hands, and why do you rub it through your hair and like on your dress, whatever? <laughs> and she also got it all over her face too. <sighs> Am I the only one that thinks Rusev's the star in all this? He's doing a great yeah. job. He's he's providing yes, chuckles. No, 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 no. Uh, I mean, I mean, I'm with one. you too. Sorry. And you know, and another thing that I noticed of this 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 stupid like little angle got more entertaining when Ziggler was it's fucking was gone. <laughs> was gone. Like Ziggler was dragging this shit down. <laughs> they're trying to say uh, people this. are not gonna like that I said that, but re- like just in like what they're having them do. I'm not talking about matches or anything. I'm saying strictly with the cheesy little angle, like he was weighing them down, and Rusev is now like flourishing. <laughs> And what's crazy is that Lana is like wicked selling uh, that she and Ziggler are like an actual couple. Right, right. She's posting pictures of them together all over her social media. Right. Going like, oh, he makes me feel so much better. Oh, you know, there's there's nothing better than seeing his face and, and smiling and stuff like that. And it's like, you're still with Rusev. Like, I get, you know, I I. I applaud you for, her job, for your I commitment guess. to your character. I applaud it 100%. Kayfabe is still alive. They're, you know, it's making people question if, if they're still together or not. I don't think anyone's really questioning it. There are a lot of people who are. It's like, okay, we're, we're not seeing any pictures of you and Rusev. We're seeing a lot of pictures of you and Dolph. So it's making people double guess, I guess. Oh, well. It's like, no they, one with average intelligence or, or above. <laughs> People see that and they're like, I don't believe that shit. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. So, uh, yeah. And Lana took off her shoes again in order to fight uh, Summer Rae and didn't care about them after that. But uh, after that, we got to see the Lucha Dragons going uh, going up against... She threw a leg kick. Did you see that? Yeah. That was so weird. It was just... <laughs> she threw the leg kick and the shoe came off and then she was like, I'm fucking taking the other one yeah. off. <laughs> I'm not going to limp around here for this. Uh, someone's going to be throwing a fish at me here in a minute. Uh, but yeah, Lucha Dragons going up against Los Matadores with primetime players on commentary. So, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, well, Titus- I fucking, I fucking love Titus burying these fucks, especially JBL. <laughs> yeah. And he went right back to, it wasn't like, as it wasn't, it wasn't so overt as like, uh, as last week where he was like, Basically, like just housing JBL the whole fucking time. Call the match. Tell us what's happening. He spread it around a little bit this time, (laughs) but he still, you could tell. Ooh, man. JBL doesn't even come back. JBL lies. My boy Titus. What can you fucking say about that? Come back. He tried. No, he was trying to. Well, it doesn't work. All the only the only thing JBL had to say, and I like how Titus addressed it from Jump Street. He was like, "Yeah, he's like, all right, sorry, people, me and JBL made up or whatever." It's like the first thing he said, like we got over it or whatever. <laughs> he just went right back to house of that motherfucker. <laughs> it's cool. Me, me, me and JBL made up. By the way, he <laughs> <laughs> was uh oh, what was it that JBL said? And Titus called well, him out. And he's like, "Well, look it up if you have to," because I don't believe you. Well, no. Well, the thing is, is that. Oh, I remember it was the how many how many Puerto Rican bullfighters are there out there? And JBL tried to list some names. He's like, "You're making that up." Well, he was basically what Titus was doing is calling them on their sort of like bullshit, like factual, knowledge. like r- racial stereotyping of like the dudes out there. And he was basically like, "What's up with these fucking Puerto Rican bullfighters?" And 
And then to, to JBL's credit, he had an answer. I don't know if he was prepared for this or what. I don't know if it's true or not, but Titus just called bullshit, and he was like, I don't believe you or whatever, but <laughs> I don't know, man. My boy Titus on fucking commentary shutting <laughs> these fools down. And usually I hate stuff like this because it takes away from the match, but the way that they fuck with everyone else so hardcore, that, yeah. I, I just like to see Titus fucking give it what back. What was it? It's like, mm. oh, yeah, and Byron doesn't say nothing. <laughs> oh, oh, even what was even awesome is like uh, Titus was talking about how um, uh, Darren Young is was nervous and bad. And he's like, go ahead, say your line, man. Like he he worked the line for him to say when he got there. And then like then, they're exciting the crowd. <laughs> and then Darren just sat there quiet the whole time. He's like, go ahead, man, say your line again. And it's like he working the line back in. I thought it was fucking awesome. Like, yeah. Primetime players. And New Day are like my favorite thing about WWE right now. <laughs> I can watch these th- those two groups of dudes just go at it for fucking. I could for just weeks. watch Kofi Kingston make his entrance. That's what I was talking about last. Week. That's a skip thing long. I was talking about last that week. Is it's, so great. it's like the leg thing with the clap. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What was that sign they were holding? Mega Data. Mega Data. The real Mega. Because you know, uh, Ty, uh, Titus won that award for mm-hmm. like Data of the Year or something, <laughs> and like. <laughs> His was like real mega data there. Or whatever. You can tell they're just having fun doing what they're doing right now. It is awesome. It is so much fun. Man, primetime players are new day, man. I, I can't get enough. Like you know, every week, I, it's a joy to watch these dudes. You need know? some more. Yeah. Need more up in here. So uh, Lucha Dragons end up getting the victory over the Los Matadores. Uh, it was a fun match. Uh, nothing really to take away from it. But after that, we got to see. It was good, but Titus had my attention. So. Yeah. So uh, after that, we got to see Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper come out and discuss uh, Luke Harper's rejoining with Bray Wyatt. Hey, 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 hey. Hey. So, uh, yeah, so Bray, you know, told us the story about how he had a pet and he loved it and he let it go and he came back and it had changed. He had a scar. The whole time, you were you were saying, <laughs> you kept on looking at his head and how he was balding. He is balding. Harper is balding. Oh, as so to bad. the look, as to the look. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I'm curious as if he's gonna shave it off one day, or if he's just gonna keep it, and it's just gonna get sort of. You know what? His he's got a great look. Looks like what? his facial hair looks like if I had facial hair and stuff like all over. <laughs> like, yeah, like no, your beard of, is not that fucking strong. No, no, no. Strong. What I'm saying is, if I had like it's stringy, like my like this little thing right here. His shit looks thick. What are you talking about? No, if you look at it, like if the 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 light hits it, it's it's all stringy. Nah, man, that's a thick, that's a powerful beard, man. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. It has a lot of power. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was a solid it was a solid promo. What the fuck is stringy looking about that? <laughs> you gotta see it in the light. It's not straight, but in it's like light. it's 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 got a little it's got a little volume to it, but that doesn't mean stringy. It just means it's a little. It has you know gray hairs every once in a while, a little bit of you know, well, fuck, what, sh- stringy was what Bo Dallas was trying to work with <laughs> whenever he tried to do that goatee. Yeah, that's, that's stringy. I don't know. That's a strong fucking beard right there. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. That's not yeah. That's not stringy. That's a that's beard. a thick. It's a coarse beard, man. Yeah, he's rocking it. So uh, your beard can't hold that beard to jockstrap. <laughs> My beard don't have anything on that beard. No, I think you could. I think if you dedicated a couple years, you could get to that I point. Mean, he's, I don't think I can. He's been working on that for a good high minute. Like yeah. maybe maybe if you let yours grow out. 
We need you, to see you gotta it. you gotta quit shaving like in between. Them. Yeah, like, you quit gotta, shaving the mustache. Yeah. Quit, quit shaving, shaving all. Like, you all just here. gotta let it. Because just let it go. Why his I'm shit? His his thing looks so thick. His thing looks so thick because once it grows out, it's gonna cover up the bald spots. Like where you think you don't have a lot of hair in your beard, once you let your shit get long, the parts that have up, hair is gonna covers cover up the the bald spots. And because I have something like right here, that's what I'm talking about. Up. If you yeah. let it get long, it'll cover up the where you don't have a lot of hair. Give it time, man. Let it grow. I mean, that, that dude hasn't shaved in like fucking, you know, who knows how long, right? <laughs> a couple years. Maybe trims up, I guess. But. Yeah, with scissors way down here, but that motherfucker hasn't seen a razor in a while. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, probably lets it go into his yeah. mouth, too. See, the, he's see, got that bushy mustache. He's too. got the, See, the thing that bugs me the most about letting like my facial grow is when, like, it curls over my lip. I don't like that. And when I look at his beard, it's like so far past his lip. I'm yeah. like, I could never fucking, I could never. Because I, I, I wouldn't like they You have to eat, and I don't, I don't want my mustache in my <laughs> mouth while I'm eating. He probably carries a chopstick and like lifts it up so that he can eat. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper, they deliver a, a solid promo. Anything to really take away from it? Any thoughts? Nah, I thought they were teasing adding another guy, but maybe that's just because. The rumor mill had started about mm. a third Wyatt. That might be down the road. Maybe we'll see that at SummerSlam. So uh, after that, we got to see some tag team action between the ladies. Charlotte teaming up with Becky Lynch to go up against Nikki Bella and Alicia Fox. Now, Alicia Fox suffered a concussion during this matchup. Yeah, um, because uh, Charlotte need her in the fucking head. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So uh, two, two things. I don't know if the bump that Alicia Fox took off of was it a lariat that she took that awkward bump where it looked like she laid it mm. on her head? I don't know. I don't know if, don't know if um, Charlotte was uh, had anything to do with that awkward bump that uh, Alicia took, but she for sure when she did the flip over like out of like the hole that she had her in and fucking kneed her in the head for sure that could have given her given her a concussion. Yeah, like Charlotte looked pretty sloppy in this shit, man. She she fucked up a couple of times big, and uh, for sure I think she fucking. Was the one who gave her the concussion when mm. she hit her with the knee. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Charlotte looked not great here. But uh, Becky Lynch ended up getting the victory on this one, pinning Alicia Fox. Uh, anything to really take away from the matchup? No, I, I know people aren't going to like that I'm, that I'm being critical of Charlotte, but look, there's a difference between not being good and not hurting anyone. <laughs> yeah. And being uh, reckless and hurting people. Like, that was, I don't know, you know, like those seem like the way. Sometimes I feel like I see her counting her steps. Like when she's setting up, I'll see her like shuffle step. Like she's got it in her mind. Like she's got to get the timing. Yeah. Right. Like she's, and then I see, sometimes I feel like she's overcompensated. Like she's stepping quick to get like striding too long to set up things. I don't think she's as good as people think she is. And mm. I think she's shown a lot of holes in her game. She still has a way to go. She does. As, as opposed to Sasha Banks. Her too. chops suck. Well, Sasha's awesome. Sasha's really good. Her, yeah. uh, for a flare, she has the worst fucking chops I've ever seen. And I thought, I, I think it's probably just because she doesn't want to chop them in the boob, but like, you're going to have to get a little boob and fucking have a nicer chop. You know yeah. what I mean? Because she does like this. She, yeah. It's like, it's I don't know, it's weird. For It's not a lay-in. Yeah, it, you can't be a flare and chop like that for damn mm -hmm. sure. So, you know, at least she has, at least she has room to improve. She has potential, but I think that's where it ends for right now. She has mm -hmm. potential. I think a lot of people are a lot higher on her than she deserves. Right sure. Now. 
Um, but yeah, Becky Lynch ends up getting the victory, which takes us into the next matchup. Randy Orton going up against Kevin Owens with Sheamus on commentary. Who could see a, a possible ending for this match uh, with Sheamus on commentary? So um, I don't know. What were your thoughts on the matchup? I thought it was kind of slow at first. They picked up the pace towards the end, and you know, right whenever they started to get going, they ended it with a disqualification. Uh, well, that's not my takeaway. Was well, one. I think I think it's weird to give away this first time matchup just like randomly on a mm-hmm. roll like that without building to like a, first time ever. Yeah, without a, like building to a pay per view or anything. Second of all, I think this showed like some Orton was never gonna Orton is not willing or not able, probably a little bit of both to work the style that Owens excels at. Like Cena was able and willing mm-hmm. to work. That's not all his fault. Owens has got to be able to rise to occasions like that. John Cena has good matches. Not even John Cena, because I know that's a polarizing topic to say. So a guy like Cesaro has a good fucking match with Randy Orton. Also has a good fucking match with whoever else. Right. P- p- pick your favorite. Like Cesaro is going to have an awesome match with Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. He's also going to have an awesome match with Randy Orton. Yeah. Owens has to rise to that occasion and know that not everybody is willing or capable of working the style that he excels at. Mm-hmm. Cena was, and he did. Right. And that's great for Cena, but Owens... And they elevated got, each other because of it. Sure. But uh, Owens Owens looked a little lost out there because Orton was not keeping the pace that he was. he's used to keeping. Yeah, Orton is a very slow-paced for sure, uh, but, offense. But if, if Owens is going to be the guy that we're all heaping the praise on um, because we think he can be this top-level guy, he's got to figure out matches like that and be able mm-hmm. to work those matches. So I don't put all the blame. I know people will probably say this is a stinker because of Orton. I say it's as much of Owens' blame as Orton. And yeah. uh, I'm not going to say it exposed him, but he definitely looked a little bit shook because he could not find the rhythm that he's used, he's used to keeping. Yeah. He's going to have to fucking... If he's going to be he's the top to guy like we're all saying he needs to be, he's going to have to be able to pull that off. Yeah, got to learn how to adapt to that. Uh, but the match ends in a disqualification after Sheamus decided to attack. And then uh, Cesaro came out, attacked Sheamus, and then went after Kevin Owens. The, the crowd went nuts for um, Cesaro. Oh, yeah, definitely. They were definitely popping really hard for him, and uh, which is a good sign. Uh, you know, I, th- I think they might be coming around to Cesaro. They might start to try and elevate him. I, I could definitely see Cesaro versus uh, Owens at SummerSlam. I think that's where we're going. Yeah. And uh, I know it probably felt to people like I was throwing some shade at Owens right there, but like, if you're giving me Cesaro Owens at SummerSlam, I'm fucking stoked for that. I think that's going to be a hell of a good match. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And the, uh, you know, the segment ended with the heels standing tall, mostly Kevin Owens. So, uh, so pretty good stuff. But the final matchup we got to see main event time: John Cena going up against Seth Rollins for the United States title. Uh, and midway through this matchup, if you uh, were unable to catch it, Cena caught a Whoop. nasty knee to, <laughs> to the face. Well, does, does Rollins do that? I don't see him do that often, where he knees someone in the face like that. That's what's so weird about it. And he was controlling Cena's head, like he had him, yeah. sort of like. Uh, you know how, like, uh, in the clinch, like, a Muay Thai guy, like, would grab, like, a, the oh, plumber? Oh, practice with that stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, he was, like, controlling Cena's head, and, like, he just fucking gave him a fucking <laughs> shoot knee in the face. <laughs> he probably didn't actually mean to, but 
Dude, he lit his ass up. Yeah. <laughs> Broke his nose. His nose oh, was fucking God, broken. it was brutal. Blood um, coming out like a faucet. Yeah, that was that was the thing where, you know, we we've watched enough wrestling to to know, okay, that was a good hit, but he's okay. As soon as as soon as he connected that knee, I was like, "Oh, that was a nasty shot." Well, his, the way his head fucking snapped. Back, yeah. Like, uh, and then he went down off to the corner. I was like, "Okay, that's you know that's something outside of the norm." The way that it was just his body language, I guess. Well, there's like working snug with each other, and there's blasting someone in the fucking nose. Which yeah. Is what <laughs> and uh, you know the camera pans around, and you just see the blood just. He keeps on going, man. He kept straight on out going. Of his his mouth. Mouth. Give him that. It was. Uh, they show that one. Well, they show him many times his face, and it's like <laughs> crook. I mean, it's broken, but it's crooked, oh, and it's man, uh, it it's, so nasty. it's just like puffed <laughs> on both like a sides. Cartoon character. Good God, man, Hulk! I thought this was a pretty good match, despite all the trouble they had with the nose and uh, having to send the doctor in. Although I felt it uh, momentum-wise, it suffered from the doc having to keep coming in. And uh, mm-hmm. well, it seemed like they tried to do it. They only did it once. Where. Rollins was like, what are you doing? Right, you know, right. Why are you stopping this match? Uh, the other time was Rollins was down. Cena was off on, near the apron, and the right. and the doc was like, okay, let's at least get this blood off of you. Still, I, I guess I know why they don't want a lot of blood or any blood on network television. Yeah. I think there's a world difference between... Cutting. Blading, yeah. and this is a hard way. And I feel, I think if it's hard way, you just got to fucking let it go. You just yeah. got to let it go. I mean, I, I mean, granted, the guy can continue the match. Right. Like, it, don't sacrifice anyone's safety. But yeah. Cena was cl- clearly Cena is game. Just, I mean, yes, he got his fucking nose neat off his face, but <laughs> he was still gonna go on. So, like, just let him fucking drip a little nose blood. I think that kind of because we see it so so less frequently, it mm-hmm. adds to a match. It like makes it feel like yeah. But that, I mean. Throughout the rest of the match, just looking at his nose was like, oh, it, it was cringeworthy. I couldn't yeah. stop staring. So at I don't it. know. I think. Uh, him up good, man. I think <laughs> the nose mixed with the blood that might have been a little bit too much for oh, yeah, some I of the younger people. I can handle the blood. It's the what, how crooked the nose looked. God. Like, I was like, oh man, because we're all look, man. We've all like. I watch Game of Thrones. I watch people get beheaded, and I'm like, oh, look at that. Oh, that was awesome, and. But look, you know this is real, though. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. Look, we're all dudes who have, like, <laughs> tussled around and, like, grappled around with buddies and stuff and played grab ass and whatnot and caught a fucking elbow in the nose before. You know how when you catch an elbow in the nose playing grab ass and you, your shit gets watered up and you're like, ah, it fucking hurt, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Think of what he fucking fell with because <laughs> his nose fucking exploded. Yeah. He still had to keep on going on, you know, keep the match going on, too. <laughs> and major props for him for, you know, for going through the rest of the match like that. They may have ended it a little sooner than, than they anticipated, but I was telling Kels, or I forgot who I was telling. I, was, I think I was telling my boss uh, about this match who asked me about it. He was like, Hey, was that match any good? I was like, Oh my God, you missed it. You know, um, you know, <laughs> yeah, no exploding well, the match for you. But um, it was one of those where as soon as his nose got busted, they could have immediately said, all right, let's go to the finish. But they didn't do that. He went like another eight, oh, nine, ten dude, minutes after that. And then that. also Seth Rollins looked like he was on the gr- I mean, well, Cena was on the ground and he looked like he was about to kick him. I was like, oh, man, he's going for the head. But Cena yeah. turned quickly and hit him in the you know, side or back or yeah. neck or whatever. 
So I like, no, don't hit him in the face again. I mean, you have to give major props to John Cena for for continuing the matchup. He didn't have to, but he did. You know, it's just one of those things where it's like, good God. Uh, I saw one comment where someone said he walked in as U.S. champ and walked out with Wade Barrett's nose. uh yeah it's terrible but uh just the tough thing so i don't know what the current status of his nose is i know they said it's broken but i'm curious as if he if he's going to even be on raw next week or you know like how uh, much a fast recovery for his nose definitely he'll be there for sure yeah uh hey before we move on like i don't know if you guys caught this but uh, did you guys hear about this uh daniel bryan interview talking about the status of himself or whatever i did so, if you haven't heard, there's an interview that Brian did out there where he talks about his injury is not actually um, spinal or uh, shoulder related like we thought. It's actually concussion related. Mm. And his what Brian said is he himself has a doctor who he who who he said is not like some quack doctor that he like paid off to say this, but he has some leading like doctor in his field cleared him to return to the ring and wwe doctors are the ones who are not clearing him to return to the ring hmm. which is uh weird i don't know but um also in the same interview he said that because i guess they were sort of filling him out where like if he is he ever going to return or is it going to be just a long haul a way to see thing and he said i'm a wrestler and that's what i do i'm also an independent contractor and if WWE doesn't see me as a wrestler or whatever, you'll see me in the ring again. Uh, I'm an independent contractor, so someone else may, uh, you know, be contracting me for those purposes if WWE doesn't want to. Wow. So he basically he he sort of, he didn't put them on blast, but he sort of was like, "Yo, I'm a wrestler," and all this, you know, when we were talking about the 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 big punk thing, the whole independent contractor, what does mm. it really mean? Punk was able to get out of all his shit because you can't claim them as an independent contractor and then also try to hold them to the con- contractually obligated. Right. So basically he was sort of like, yeah, I'll be back wrestling again. One way if or it's another. not for them. Like, you know, then someone else. Yeah. Sort of weird. Yeah. That is pretty crazy. Wow. I mean, I hope it's in the WWE reign. So, the man's taken his lumps enough to not have to do it for anything less than what the WWE would pay him to do it. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, the way he talks is, is not about the cash for him. I mean, obviously, if you're if you're willing to walk away from the Fed, you got to – he could probably have as cush of a job as he wanted. I mean, I mean, he's not – he's never going to be like a Triple H guy, but he could probably do just like ambassador type shit if he wanted to, if they weren't going to clear him. But uh, it's weird. Yeah. We'll have to see what the future holds for Daniel Bryan. Um, hopefully we'll get to see him back in the ring pretty soon. Or Brian Danielson. <laughs> yeah, Brian Danielson. Maybe we'll see the return of him. Um, so yeah, so let's dive on into uh, NXT. Um, I know we actually had a question someone asked us uh, in the Q and A portion, uh, asking us if we caught this week's because we got to see the in ring re debut of Eva Marie. All read everything. All read everything, even. Uh, her robe, her boots, and I thought the robe was pretty dope. I'm yeah. not gonna lie, I thought it was a good look. Mm, I don't know. I don't know how I felt with the black. It's very Joshi. Was, it's very, w- it's very Joshi. It's very like there wasn't uh, enough red with the black call, you know, cuffs. You know. I thought it was dope. I thought it was the perfect mix of like Joshi and like Ric Flair. I thought, I thought yeah. it worked for her. I'm good with it. Okay, so uh, we got to see her go up against Cassie, who. 
I guess it's just a developmental non-contract. I don't think she's. Contract. I was about to say who is who is. Cassie? She like blue she, pants. She, she might. I don't know. I don't know if she's like blue pants or if she is contracted. I don't think she's contracted. Though. Yeah, I'm not sure. So we got to see Eva Marie's in-ring debut, re-debut, I guess. Um, Tyler, did you get to catch NXT? I did not. No. Okay, Doug, you you did. I did. I did. Uh, what do you remember about this matchup? Because I watched it earlier today during my lunch break. Sure. I watched it like um, Wednesday. Yeah. Like last Wednesday. Last Wednesday. <laughs> um, this has sort of been a thing that's been hyped because ever since she started, sort of showed up and has been, they've been teasing her to come back to NXT, she's taking a lot of shit. Yeah. And I know some people, have, I guess, saw the taping because they've taped it a couple of weeks ago or whatever, however long ago they taped it, said that uh, – You'd be surprised that she didn't do as bad as like people would think she would have done. And yeah, I think that's I think that's fair enough. She was not great, or even, or even she would she's not even what I would say would be good. But it was not exactly the disaster like you, you were mm-hmm. expecting. Was she uh, better than you last time she was in the ring? It's hard to tell because this is an entire match that she worked by herself. And I yeah. think the, the other matches we've seen her in have been multi-diva matches that have been like glimpses of her uh, two minutes tops or like her getting like a 30-second spot in a multi-diva match. Yeah. It's a little bit different. And the commentators were trying to put her over as well. Be like, hey, we've never seen that before. So, sure. uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, she was not great or even good, but um, lots of room for improvement sure she can uh yeah we'll see she's training with kendrick she's doing the sliced red number two instead of the sliced bread number two what? and uh that looked particularly that if if i had to pick one match that stood out the 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 worst of the match is her like pitiful attempt at <laughs> the sliced bread number two because cassie pretty much had to like suplex her over like instead of instead of it looking like she had control of her head and body it basically like cassie picked her up and dumped yeah. Uh that's the, the she don't train with uh what's her name Sarah Amato or whatever. I assume they all do. I mean, well, they she's separate. She's training by herself out in California and Kendrick's sort of like her private trainer or whatever. Mm-mm. I don't know. Well, you tell me what you thought. You've seen it. It's fresher on your mind than it is. On yeah, you. I mean, is it, what I said is that a fair assessment at all or yeah, she she has a long, long road ahead of her if she is wanting to actually back up what she's saying. Uh, you she's know, no Sasha or Becky for goddamn sure. Yeah, no. This is, I mean, the thing is, is that she's been in the business now for like almost three years, and she's hardly made any progress. the The match that she had, I felt, wasn't all that great. It didn't, like, I went in there going, okay, let's see what she's learned. And I watched it and I said, okay, well, she put on a match, so there's that. But that was about as much as I got out of it. Uh, I thought her offense didn't look very forceful. She wasn't very quick in the ring, which, you know, for me to say is pretty stupid because I'm overweight and slow. So, um but you know, if I'm offering just a, a me too, a, brother, a fair, me too. <laughs> if I'm trying to just uh, offer a fair criticism, sure. I, you know, she has a lot of work to do um, if she's going to try and back up anything that she's saying. And I get it that she's tired of taking the crap from from the fans, but I feel as though it might be justified if what? if these are her true intentions. What I do think is hilarious is uh, what's her man's name, Jonathan? Yeah. 
uh, what I do think is hilarious is her and Jonathan on social media where they're like, they point out the fans and on the tapings that are booing the fuck out of them. And then they find like the meet and greets where those same fans like asked to get pictures with her and they're posting the pictures of the people <laughs> asking to like take pictures with them at the meet and greet. And then they're like putting them together with the ones of them like fucking booing the fuck out of her. <laughs> that was fucking awesome. Wow. So I'm the same way though. I will like I would I would like go meet and take a picture with anyone, even someone mm-hmm. I don't even like that much. I so but I just think it's funny that they're taking it to that level. <laughs> um so would you say that she shouldn't have had a match? She should have waited longer. They're sort of trying to replenish because they're losing they're losing, you know, three of the women, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Um I still don't think that she's ready. I don't know if 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 this is the the kind of match that she's going to be putting on for future matches, I would say just keep her off for a while longer. She's still, you know, like I said, she still has a long way to go. She still has a lot of progress to make. In their defense, in theory at least, this is still a developmental brand. That's true, but I mean, look look at who has been on the roster here in the last last few months, and you know, like. Although you know, I mean, they're ready to go. I mean, I mean, you can say that, but by the same token, I mean, look, they've got dudes like Baron Corbin who, in my <laughs> opinion, aren't very talented or worth very much either. Yeah, and he's on the same brand. So I mean, and it's still, yes, there's a lot of talk about touring, and they're actually touring it now, but it's still at least partially developmental. So yeah, there are some people that are there just to be developing. And speaking of Baron Corbin, we got to see him go up against somebody. He never even got a name. Dragon Ball Z guy. Yeah. <laughs> we'll name him what? Krillin for, for uh, sure. I saw someone point out his name, but I can't remember it now. Why did uh, they just say something? They don't say his name. He had, well, he had a Dragon Ball Z like suit on. It was like purple with like blue stripe and all that. Really? And, yeah, it was pretty oh, pretty crazy. He looked. I mean, it looked like he belonged on Dragon Ball he, Z. <gasps> he got the job or entrance. They didn't say his name. Or yeah, he didn't say his name. It was like... First, making his ring made of the way to the ring, Baron Corbin, and then the ring announcer I, just gets out of the ring. Yeah, they didn't even like announce. He got the jobber entrance without even saying, "Yeah, this is jobber guy." Yeah, just and like, the match, <laughs> the match ended in about six seconds, so they didn't even have time to talk about the guy. So we don't even know who this dude was. So he was just there to get squashed. Yeah. And <laughs> my name is Squash. And the fans are very divided on Baron Corbin now. There are the fans that dislike him. There are those that still like him. So, I don't know. I don't see what anyone could see in him to like. Just he's a big, uh, tall dude who finishes his opponents off very quickly. I do not like him. That's about it. He doesn't even work. There are guys who work great squ- squash matches. Like, do you remember how fucking awesome Ryback squashes were? They were like, everyone's yeah. like, fuck, it. just let him squash until mm-hmm. the end of time. Because yeah. that's how great he was at squash matches. Give him two guys. But Corbin yeah. was, is not but like that's that. That's not the kind of squash that, that Corbin delivers. Because though, two is greater than one. I yeah. mean, it's it's not about how many guys. But don't you just remember how awesome, like, how, like... It's Ryan, feeding time. Yeah, he just lariated dudes' heads off mm-hmm. and fucking <laughs> stacked dudes on top of each other and shell-shocked them. Yeah. That was fucking cool. Yeah. Like, like, this is sort of just like there, you know? <laughs> it was like... Throw you into the turnbuckle and then th- you know catch you into the end of days. Yeah. One, two, three, the end. I mean, that I, was the match. Again, this is still at least partially in theory a developmental brand. So yeah. So uh, after that, we got to see more squashing. Uh, Samoa Joe going up against Mike Rowless. 
I think that's his, I think that was his name. Um, Samoa Joe picks up the win. A couple I minutes. Mean, I don't remember his opponent. It was some long-haired dude. I remember like the week before this, he like faced Axel Tischer. I don't remember who the fuck the guy was that he beat this week. Mike Rollis. Can't put a face to the name. Ray it was Willis. a squash. It was a squash, yeah. Uh, after that, we got to see Bailey going up against Emma, or returning Bailey at that. Um, these two ladies put on a, a fairly decent matchup. Any thoughts on that that you remember? Oh, so she's returned. She no, has it's returned. It's all right. It's all right. Um, Bailey ended up getting the victory and then saying... So they have Bailey and, and Emma yeah. in, in NXT. And Dana Brooks. Yeah. Do, do me a favor. Uh, rank, in your opinion, give me the rank all uh, the, the three NXT call-ups and then ba- put Bailey in there somewhere as far as just overall mm. one, two, three, and four. I'd say Sasha at one. I agree with that. Becky at two. I agree with that. Charlotte at three. And Bailey at four. Whew, I might put Bailey at three. Yeah. Sasha's like... Got a bigger, um, like a bigger attitude, not attitude, a bigger, like, uh, her character is like more big and yeah. whatever, but, uh, I think Bailey's character works pretty good too, though. It's just a different kind of character. Work. Right. I don't know, man. I might, I might put Bailey out of Charlotte even. Okay. Oh, that's fine. I think she's a little, I think she's a little more competent in the ring. Yeah. Than, uh, I almost said Sasha. <laughs> no, I, I don't mean that. Then, then, uh. Charlotte. They weren't they they weren't gonna do Becky Lynch. It was supposed right. to be it was supposed Charlotte. to be Bailey. I mean, it's what, Bailey. But, uh, I get the I get the I get the opinion or I get the idea that Becky was probably gonna take over. Like Becky was gonna stick around and be NXT champ and yeah. Bailey get hurt. And it looks like they've sort of swapped roles now sure. where Bailey says, I wanna be the next NXT women's champion you know, and in order to do that you have to beat some of the best. So I would like to challenge Charlotte to a match, you know, in the coming week, uh, which Charlotte accepted later on backstage. So, uh, so yeah, so it looks like Bailey's going to be the uh, the next big diva over in NXT. Uh, but after that, we got to see the VOD villains going up against Dawkins and Fulton. Yep. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, just playing off of what you said real quick before we move on, they're advertising her as the draw for the women like whenever mm-hmm. i we've got some tapings coming up in the next month or not tapings but we've got a show coming up in the next month yeah and whenever i look down like advertised uh talent it says finn balor samoa joe and bailey that's the people they're putting hmm. like on the thing so they're they're counting her as like the draw for the women so. oh that's good so yeah so vaude villains going up against dawkins and fulton um you know they were hyping up that the Vaude Villains are the number one contenders for the tag team championship. Right. And um I feel I feel like in my mixing weeks up, I felt like we got a little backstage with um with uh Murphy and uh Yeah, there was Blake. a backstage was, segment. Okay, okay. And who's the Alexa Bliss? Yes. She was like, guys, you got right, I gotta right. stop joking around. Like uh anyways. Uh I dig the Vaude Villains entrance. I, I, I just I really enjoy it. I think NXT has done a phenomenal job of working on entrance entrances that work with the fans. Sure, but and it, sometimes it doesn't carry over to to Raw as we've seen yeah. with Adam Rose. I mean, that's like um, that's a primo. I almost said primo and epic. That's a um, that's a Los Matadors uh, level gimmick. Like that's where they would be if they were doing that gimmick. Absolutely on the main roster. 
which is fine. Like not every team can be champs and or contenders. Mm-hmm. You need jobber teams, but uh, I like their look specifically their look. But uh, I think they're okay in the ring. Yeah, um, I like their look. Their interest is fine. Um, I don't know. Like uh, this was just like a perfectly competent little tag match. Yeah. Uh, the VOD villains end up getting the victory to further hype their number one contender match. Uh, after that, we got to see the Kevin Owens and Finn Balor contract signing slash brawl. Um, Kevin Owens basically saying what happened in Tokyo was a fluke. I'm going to prove it. And Finn Balor saying Kevin Owens is going to get his title back. Yeah, absolutely. Should honestly, he should never lost it if yeah. he was losing the scene. <laughs> yeah, if they were going to go that route, they shouldn't have. Um, but they brawl and show in, so not too bad. Pretty good stuff. So uh, after that, well, let's talk about Lucha Underground. Lucha. Getting ever closer to Ultima Lucha, which actually they're not going to be taking a week-long break, as they had, I guess, previously discussed. Two weeks. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a two-week Ultima Lucha, which I think is going to be awesome. Uh, not only two weeks, but uh, next week the finale is going to be two hours. Which is awesome. So uh, I think it's, you know, I'm sad that we've come to the end of the season. What's even sadder is, like, it's so up in the air and probably looks to be leaning to a no-go for a second. Oh! That's uh, sad. We, I mean, we don't know. We don't. Who knows? But hopefully they turn it around and figure it out. But uh, I mean, they're going to be doing the filming, but they're going to need a home. So. They're not doing the filming. Like they, the, they were telling them not to take sub or to not book September dates because that was when they were supposed to film. And now they're telling, them, yeah, guys, go ahead and take September dates. Wow, that's sad. It's probably my favorite promotion that's going on right now. And not just that, but like Ricochet has turned back up in Dragon Gate and in New mm-hmm. Japan. Like Ricochet, who's been fucking ghost, is like, <laughs> like oh, having, hey guys, he's having huge matches in Japan right yeah. now. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, mm. so that is um, an indicator. Yeah, that's sad. So, uh, but yeah, let's talk about it as we get closer to Ultima Lucha. Uh, the first matchup, Tejano going up against Johnny Mundo, uh, ends in a disqualification, allowing Tejano get to get the win. It's kind of fun. I, I sort of like. Uh, I think Johnny Mundo works even better in this universe than he ever did in the WWE. Yeah. Not that not that he was terrible in the WWE or anything. It's just that it fits more to him. The presentate their style of wrestling that they choose to to present works with his sort of like wacky offense, and I sort of mm-hmm. like like him jumping like weird jumping off the barrier type shit, like coming off the Hardcore. wall shit. Yeah, I think I think it just fits here even better. Yeah. Uh, so I thought it was a fun little opener. Uh, mm-hmm. Nothing good nor great, just like cool, you know, fun. Yeah. Uh, after that, we got to see the Mac going up against Cage with the getting Mac getting revenge. the victory. What's that? Getting his revenge. Uh, well, basically, they set them up for Ultimate Lucha. They're having a match there. Yeah. Um, and after- I mean, he, he did get the quick roll-up win, but it wasn't really like he gave him his comeuppance. It was just like, a, oh, we're going to toss these guys on Ultimate Lucha now. Yeah. Then after that, we finally got to be told what the uh, Aztec medallions are all about. Um, and I absolutely love the concept of this. I thought the belt looked pretty fucking cool. Yeah, the belt is awesome. Uh, basically, for those who did not get to catch it, uh, you know they've been handing out seven Aztec medallions to people who win specific matches. So once all seven medallions have been handed out, they place the uh, medallions into the 
new title, which is called The Gift from God. A Gift of the Gods. A Gift of the Gods, excuse me. Um, a Gift of the Gods title, mat, or title. Then those seven competitors will have a match. The winner of that match will have the title. Right. And they can use that title to ca- uh, not cash in because he specifically said, no, you can't just cash this in whenever you want. Right. I'm a promoter. I've got to promote these championships. I want at least matches. a week notice. <laughs> I want at least a week notice, which I absolutely love about Dario Cueto uh, coming out and saying that. He's like, look, you can't just you can't just come out and have a match. Right. We're not going to do that. That's not how fucking El Jefe rolls. That's not how I, yeah, that's not how I run things around here. Uh, you got to give me at least a week to prepare and, and advertise and promote this thing. So, um, so the winner can choose to have a championship match whenever they want. They have to give a week's notice. However, if Dario Cueto seems, sees fit, they will have to defend that title, and it could change hands if necessary. But they can hold on to the title as long as they want. Um, once the title has been used, the Aztec medallions are then redispersed. They have more matches. Like the Dragon Balls. Exactly. Just like the Dragon Balls. It's like I'm cashing, I'm, I'm choosing to have my wish now. And all right, well, now the medallions are spread out. We start all over again. Here's where I'm a little there. here's where I'm a little fuzzy, and I was a little tired while I was watching it, so maybe you can clarify this. For okay. Me. I'll try my it's best. It's always gonna be individual matches that you're individual people are going to win the medallion and then they're going to have a multi-man match yes. to get that title. Okay, so it's yeah. it's not one person. It'll never be one person collecting all the points. Correct. Okay, yeah. I was a little hazy on that. It's like, okay, you've won this triple threat match. You win a medallion. Right. Next match, all right. Uh, four, fatal four-way. The winner of that gets a medallion. So they have seven matches. The winner of those matches gets to be in the multi-man match to, for the belt. The winner of the belt can have a championship. Cash, right. Yeah. I think it's a fucking cool concept. It's an amazing concept. The belt is cool as hell. Yeah, dude. I want that belt. That's a cool belt, man. Because the the medallions are magnetically held in place, <laughs> which is amazing. I love that. You gotta get a picture of that. I don't want to see it. Oh, dude. Oh, you didn't say this week's. Oh, it's, it's dude. Cool, man. So it's cool. It's like it's they ha- he had it like in a frame, like the belt was on a frame. And they were like the empty little like things, and he he prayed everyone out, and he was like, "Okay, you they one by one they put their medallion on the belt, and the, like the belt is just like medallions all the way like across it. It's fucking." Cool. <laughs> Did you happen to notice? It was just a small little detail, but once they put the uh, the medallion in, the the case would shake a little oh, no, bit. No, 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 no. It's just a tiny little thing. Without uh, what like, what got me was like their uh, was. I can't remember who it was, but somebody put theirs on. Like, everyone else lined it up really good, but someone put theirs on kind of crooked to where it wasn't, like, perfectly up, and I was like, it was bugging me. <laughs> yeah. But um, really cool concept. Absolutely love it. And, of course, we got the return of Phoenix yeah. because there was uh, one medallion open that he was going to have a match for. Uh, that he had originally won. Sure. Um, but he had gotten taken out, and sure. so they had a battle royal. Which he ended up winning. He ended up winning over Marty the Moth. Yeah. Came down. <laughs> If you just look at the people in the match, this could be really fucking good. Okay, so we've got we got Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Phoenix. Uh, we've got um, Sexy Star. Sexy Star. We got uh, what's Big Zeke's name? Big Rick. Big Rick. Um, we've got uh, Bengala. We got yeah. Jack Evans. Mm-hmm. Who am I forgetting? Uh, 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 um, it's got a mask. Aerostar. I love Aerostar. I can't believe I forgot Aerostar. There was another one. Uh, King Cuerdo? 
Yes, you're right. You're yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. So it, this could be pretty good too because there's a lot of good guys in there. Aerostar is really and good. girl. Yeah. Oh, Aeros- uh, sexy star as well. My bad. Yes. So a lot of great competitors, and uh, I'm looking for. I like. I know the results of Ultima Lucha, but right. I'm still gonna watch, which normally I don't do. Right. Because it's like, okay, I know the results. What, what's the point in watching? Well, but, is, Lucha Underground, it's all in the presentation. Yeah. So. So uh, let me really ask you good. this. What what Ultimate Lucha bouts are you looking most forward to? Um, The main event, obviously. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the Gift from the Gods matchup. Uh, I'm curious as to how. Oh, what about the, uh, the, the, the trios tag? Yeah, I'm. Well, I don't. I don't know. I have some interest in that match, not as much as I thought that I would. Um, I'm more interested in the Johnny Mundo versus El Patron. Um, yeah. How about you? Cool. Yeah. Um, main event. Gift of the Gods. Uh, yeah, I guess basically the same ones. I'm morbidly curious what Pentagon's going to be able to get out of Vampire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, I just I wish that they would have um, better be- put Pentagon Junior to better use than this. What do you think about the concept of the believers backlash uh, for the match, where they're going to give fans whipping lashes and they can use them as long as the wrestlers on the are on the outside of the ring? What? Yeah, I mean this is like an old territory like shtick that they would they would do where they let the fans like whip whip them with the straps too, but. Um, mm-hmm. Just the the just the fucking just the gall of people in 2015. Yeah, you know, I like I wouldn't put them. Well, in. it looks like they they brought in oh, some okay. fans oh, okay, okay. from the uh, from the previews that I've seen because it's wink. all like muscular dudes going, Dah! you know, like. right. Well, I like how I like how big Rick. <laughs> I, got was him. I like how when Big Rick like um or who was it that he was telling about, and then he was like, he's like. Basically saying with Hernandez. Win, Hernandez, that's what it was. Hernandez. Uh, he's like, I'm gonna fuck these fools up if they, <laughs> if they win me with this shit. And Dario was like, Yeah, whatevs. <laughs> <laughs> whatevs. It's fine. <laughs> they hit you. You can hit back. It's okay. So, uh, so yeah. So, I'm looking forward to Ultima Lucha. If you're, if you, you know, near someone who has the El Rey Network, make sure you head on over to their house and watch, watch it. Uh, I mean, if you have the means to watch the channel, you should do it, but you yeah. can find it other ways if you need to. Yeah. You need, you, need, <laughs> you need to watch it. So really, really cool stuff. It's out there. You're listening to a special interview segment for the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. Okay, folks, joining us on the show this week, he is former WWE superstar Brodus Clay, current TNA wrestler, the one and only Tyrus. Welcome to the show. What's up, man? How you living? Oh, we're doing great. How about yourself? Maintaining. Maintaining. That's always good. For all the information on Tyrus, you can follow him on Twitter at Brodus Clay. You can also visit his website, TyrusSmash.com, or you can follow him on Facebook, Facebook.com slash TyrusSmash. So welcome to the show. We certainly love having you on here. Uh, you can currently be seen on Impact on Wednesdays on Destination America, and uh, you've been there for coming up close to a year now. Uh, what was your main decision to go to TNA as opposed to somewhere like Ring of Honor, Lucha Underground, or even New Japan? Um, I was excited about the fact that it was a new network and uh, TNA was kind of having a re- relaunch, so it was a chance to be on something on the forefront. Um, 
and I was looking to uh, reestablish myself uh, in the United States. Uh, Japan was always an option, um, and I wanted to be close to home uh, for personal reasons, but um, it was a really good decision, um, and I'm having a good time, and I feel like uh, I've definitely uh, reinvented myself. So very happy with that decision. Very cool stuff, and uh, I know you. I've recently been doing the uh, the the tapings for for Impact there. Um, so what what's the atmosphere like backstage? How's everyone feeling? Uh, everyone's great, man. Everyone's excited to perform, man. Anytime you get a chance to go out there and and, and do your thing is always a good thing. Um, you know, we don't worry about negative comments or rumors or anything like that. We just go out and do what we can do, and uh, that's wrestling. We got a great locker room here. Very cool. Uh, now I know that. Uh, you had been originally scheduled to appear over at uh, Global Force Wrestling for a time, but uh, un- due to unforeseen circumstances, TNA decided to pull you back from that. What were your thoughts whenever you whenever you were told that? Uh, at first, I was a little confused, but I didn't you know I didn't know what was going on. Um, as you can see, um, there, there was a storyline and the negotiation process going on, so um, it was just. Uh, right place wrong time so uh in the future maybe um you know but right now the two companies are working together and um that's just where it was at um as a as a, as a TNA wrestler, uh, I'm curious how you view uh Ring of Honor. Do you do you view that as um you know competition or do you view those guys as uh someone because they're on the same channel or do you view them more like a teammate sort of a thing? Um well, I think all wrestlers are the brotherhood. Um and as far as, uh, you know, always those guys work, uh, they work their ass off. And it's a different style of lesson um, than, than uh, TNA. So uh, variety is a slice of life, um, a little bit of everything for everybody. Um, me, personally, uh, I, I don't like the production. If I was going to have any criticism, I think, the, I think the boys deserve better cameras and stuff like that and lighting, but that's just my opinion as a fan. Um, very dark show. Um, but that's just, uh, that's just me. Very cool. Um I want to talk a little bit about your history. You know, you you are a former WWE superstar, and uh, you know you had a uh, WrestleMania match at, for WrestleMania 29 that was set. It unfortunately got bumped, and then you began a 365 to Redemption campaign to have a match the following year. And however, you you, you were involved in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal at WrestleMania 30, but I don't think it was what you had wanted. Uh, so, what were your thoughts no, around that time? Um, it was a uh, you know it's it's a chapter of my career um, that um, probably I would rather forget. Um, but, uh, you know, it was, uh, you don't get many opportunities at WrestleMania, so to lose the match at WrestleMania was heartbreaking. Uh, I don't think I ever, you know, necessarily recovered from it. Uh, emotionally, I think I was frustrated after that. Um, to make it to the Battle Royal, um, you know, Andre the Cup is a great thing, you know, and uh, but it's not what I mean. You're you actually set foot in the ring at WrestleMania, so I guess technically I had a match, but uh, that doesn't make up for being featured the year before, the year before that. So uh, it was uh, uh, it was a setback, and like I said, I don't really feel like I recovered, and definitely at, at that point uh, it was time for me to move on. I, I just don't think I could recover from it. Uh, the character recovers from this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the the way the uh, the the Brodus character debuted was sort of uh, well, not sort of. It was pretty surprising because the way they had teased you for weeks and weeks and weeks, um, as a monster, but as sort of a 
the video packages they were presenting of you seem very no nonsense, very uh, not what we got with Brodus. Brodus was very much like a fun loving, awesome thing. Um, was that uh, was that the intent all along, or did they switch it up on you before you debuted? Or uh, it literally, uh, it was a surprise. And uh, you know, when I heard about it, I asked if I could spend time with Dusty Rose to figure it out. And uh, luckily for me, I had a great relationship with him, and me and him uh, got together and we figured it out. And, had some great support systems and some great guys, uh, and we made it work. But that wasn't the original plan. But uh, it threw me a curveball, and I think I, I think I hit a home run with it. And uh, I'd agree. You know, so uh, you know, I look at it now as it was a great test, and it definitely put me out my uh, comfort zone. But I, uh, you know, I'm very proud of it. I'm a proud. Of, I'm proud of Brodus Clay and uh, Marcus Torres, and uh, you know, it's always going to be a part of my lineage. But I'm enjoying the op- the opportunity to build pirates. You know, I think I'm doing a good job. Too. Very cool. Uh, and you did mention that you worked with uh, Dusty Rhodes backstage. What was you know? Unfortunately, he passed not too long ago. What was one of your greatest memories of Dusty Rhodes? Oh, uh, that day. Um, me walking in there, not really being sure, and uh, he comes out and plays uh, moves like Jagger on the PA system, and him and I just danced around the ring and the air arena together for about 20 minutes, man. And it was, uh, actually, I actually have a video of it. Uh, although he made me promise never to show the world, but, uh, oh, man. it was a great day for me. Um, and him and I figured out, he was always very supportive of me. Um, uh, another time was, uh, when I was about 460 pounds, they told me I had to go to trunk. And, uh, so he, he showed up to work with his shirt off and walked around the back all the time. Let me know, like, if he could do it, I could do it. Um, he just was a great teacher. Um, and, uh, you know, even my last, my last contract with Jamie with the WWE, I actually stepped with him. I showed up to the Orlando Center, and I was going to roll around with uh, Coach DeMont, but he was busy doing some stuff. So uh, he was out there listening to uh, some Neil Diamond and went out there and sat with him and rolled around. And, you know, he talked to me about painting my canvas no matter what. And uh, I had a great, great day with him. And then, uh, you know, after that, so... Um, it was kind of a bittersweet, cool thing in the last day with the WWE. It was with, uh, you know, one of my favorite people uh, on the planet. So, uh, great memories. Great memories. Yeah, very cool. Do, do you and EC3 uh, sort of, you guys are sort of packaged together. You're sort of like his muscle um, currently. Uh, do you guys sort of bond over or have any conversation about how you, you guys felt like you were undervalued or misused in WWE and, and, and what you guys uh, are doing? You know what? We both don't really look back. Um, we have a great uh, personal friendship and, uh, you know, we have a brotherhood and uh, success is the best revenge. And, uh, you know, we're the best one-two punch in wrestling right now, I would argue. And, um, you know, and being an enforcer for him is, uh, is a cool thing. So, um, you know, I'm having fun. And, uh, you know, people are taking notice. And uh, it's just a good time, man. He's a, he's a great guy. Very cool. Uh, aside from uh, from Dusty Rhodes, who who would you say has probably helped you out the most backstage in, in any promotion? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> oh, here at TNA, without, without a touch, it's um, Helmsley, man. The, uh, the Hurricane, man. He's been, uh, like, a great coach. And, uh, um, you know, Arn Anderson spent so many, as he would call uh, Soaking wet shirts with me in the ring, uh, Mr. Kondo, uh, Road Dog, uh, Dr. Tom Pritchard, uh, Bill DeMont, like the list of on and on, but, uh, uh, probably the most influence, psychological influence on me was probably, you know, uh, Arn Anderson. I needed to use a lot of his 
teaching stuff with a brother's play character, but Tyrus is all, uh, you know, all double A in my mindset. You know? So he always said, don't work like a big guy, just work big. Um, and I try to emulate that. Very nice. Um, we did get a couple of listener questions. They were excited to hear that we'd be uh, getting to talk to you. Uh, we got a question from Ryan asking, how cool was it being Snoop Dogg's security guard besides protecting him? Well, first of all, bodyguard. Security guard wears a uniform and it has a key chain. <laughs> um, so uh, executive security, if you want to be, you know, jerk about it. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it was cool. It was not uh, – we just played music and we coached football, you know, and uh, watched his back. We do we had to do so. I had a lot of fun, but uh, wasn't all like craziness, you know. Uh, you know, his, his kids were in school and playing sports, and he was trying to be a good dad and perform and stuff like that. So it was, uh, it was more uh, just day to day operations and just you know we had some some crazy times sometimes, but all in all, we you know uh, a lot of fun. Very cool. Uh, we do have some listeners across the pond uh, who are who do want to know if you plan on attending uh, or appearing over in the UK anytime soon. Yeah, you know the UK has been my home away from home. I've probably been there more this year than anywhere else. And, uh, I just got back from South Africa, but yeah, all from what is anywhere overseas, I am coming. I'm coming up and going to Austria pretty soon, Switzerland. Um, I'm actually heading to Japan at the end of August, so I'm excited about that. Um, so I'm all over the place. Have match, will travel. Well, we do like to know uh, what are some things maybe you do outside of the ring. Are you you know are you into video games, comic books? Do you, are you a collector of? Yeah, anything? I'm a big uh, well, yeah, uh, big comic book guy. Planet uh, Hulk, Abomination, Venom are my favorites. Um, uh, movie buff. Uh, I'm an avid fish hobbyist. I watch the fish tanks and stuff like that. I power lift uh, at Hard Knock South uh, pretty much four days a week. Enjoy that. Um, and uh, you know, love my uh, love my NBA 2K. So uh, I'm pretty much just a normal everyday guy, uh, except you know when I'm not uh, being tired. But uh, <laughs> I'm fun. I'm a big. I'm just a big kid at heart. That's very cool. Uh, and you know, you say you are a movie buff. You were actually in a, a horror film, No One Lives, a couple of years ago, and you got to have a death scene. Uh, you know, how was it shooting uh, the death scene? What did you think whenever you went back and watched it? Uh, it was a lot of fun, uh, a lot of blood. Very cool. Um, and I actually got some projects coming up uh, in movies and stuff. So uh, it was a great stepping stone for me. Very cool. Any plans to to venture out into into the acting world uh, once you decide to hang up uh, the boots? Like said, uh, we just started working with Greg Gutfield on the Fox show, and uh, that's kind of helped me in the world of stand-up and uh, crack a joke. And I just uh, debuted on that a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. Um, and I continue to... Uh, expand my game you know my first focus was uh getting working on my craft and uh being the best uh pirates i could be and now uh doors are opening up and uh you know uh looking for hollywood this, uh this coming fall and stuff like that there's some projects there going on so it's an exciting time to be pirates and exciting time to be a wrestler period and uh, all the companies are popping up so life is good Definitely. And we do have one more question for you before we let you go. Uh, and it's one of the favorites that I like to ask. Are there any on-the-road stories that you could tell? Any kind of personal experiences that you had on the road that not many people get to hear about? Uh, yeah, Heath Slater is the worst DJ in the history of traveling <laughs> in a car. Oh, really? Every song has stories. We got a five-hour, oh, I love this song, man. It's reminding me of my grandfather and an was like, and it doesn't matter. And if he doesn't know the name of the song, he describes it to you. <laughs> hey, man, what's that one song about the girl who loves you? Bro, there's about 10 million of them. <laughs> no, you know, one where she, like, loves him. 
And then if you don't know, he's like, well, you don't know because you're stupid. And then I usually pull the car over and be like, what'd you say? I was just joking. Like, he's uh, leading forward to nothing. So uh, he's my favorite person in the world and also the one I hate the most. But, uh, yeah, I was never a dull moment in the car with him. A definite love-hate relationship. Yes. Well, very cool. Well, like I said, uh, you can follow you on Twitter at Brodus Clay. You can also visit your website, TyrusSmash.com. You can go to Facebook.com slash TyrusSmash as well. Thank you very much, and uh, and have fun at the tapings. We appreciate your time. Thank you very much, man. Thanks, Tyrus. Have a good one. And now it's time to go into the Q&A portion of the show. Your questions, our answers. First question coming to us from Bazooka Majin saying, Great show, guys. What are your expectations for WWE 2K16? And I guess we'll start off with Tyler, since you are one of the uh, biggest fans of the video game. But what are you? That commercial was dope. Yeah, The Terminator commercial. Yeah, that was pretty good. Um, Enjoyable. I'm... Hope they bring back some of the features from the past games and yeah. stuff like that. But I hope they put more moves in the games, like all the moves and stuff that they added to the game um, this year. Uh, it was really good. Um, like I said, like the customization of like characters and like you can put your own songs and stuff. Like the past games, mm-hmm. hope they bring back. But see that I always got excited about that, but. The thing that would bug me about it is the volume was never like right. Yeah, you could always hear the weird. crowd like over the song. One thing that bothered me is uh, when I was playing 2K15, I wanted to change Curse Axel to Axel Mania. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do that and stuff, but they don't uh, allow you to. It wouldn't let me do. I could do Hulk Hogan's theme or the song, but I couldn't do the motions. It wouldn't let they me were, do the motions. They were so hell bent on scrubbing Hulk Hogan, they sent a time traveler back. To yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Watch it off. He'll never. Oh, that's another. Uh, sorry, that's sorry uh, for this. Are they going to drop Axel Mania now? Yeah, he's gone. Oh, yeah. He's already back to Curtis Axel. Oh, he dropped it. That sucks. I guess we should mention uh, before we go on that uh, if you want to hear our thoughts on the the Hogan thing, which it's probably not hard to guess our thoughts on the Hogan thing, but yeah. our Hogan our Hogan thoughts and, and other things is going to be on the radio show this week. Yeah, which is um, uh, sports radio um as well as the sports radio Beaumont app that you can download for free and uh, free. It's Thursdays five p.m. Central Time. That is correct. Good plug. But um, I'm looking forward to like. Hopefully they'll have all different characters instead of hey guess what this skin's another character and stuff like that we've talked about yeah. that many times but um let's weigh in on the uh, the Terminator uh, being in the game yeah right. we, we we talked about it. it's like it's, he's gonna be a Terminator but it's like he's gonna be like a regular wrestler you hit him it's gonna hurt like yeah I don't know, like, he can't uh, no sell everything yeah he's, he can't no sell I'm cool with it I'm cool with it like uh. I'm cool with it until they start adding people I don't like. Uh, like the way these games always lose me is like when like Mortal Kombat's like, oh, we're gonna get the Predator. I'm like, okay, cool. And then they're like, oh, but we're also gonna add Freddy Krueger. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about that. Don't that. <laughs> so as long as they someone, pick people, I'm like, someone commented that the Terminator would make a great addition to to Mortal Kombat. He probably fit more in there, but uh, I mean, obviously, this comes with all that cross promotion they did over. Uh, Mania and stuff. Where yeah, you, we get we get we get the Terminator, and then we get Arnold Schwarzenegger as the Governor. The, the Governor. What if they put like the T one thousand guy in like the other version? <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. What's the T one thousand guy's name? 
I don't remember. A cop one with like the yeah yeah I don't know. Who was in the Marine with John Cena? Sure. Yeah, he was. He was a bad guy in there too. So um, I don't know. As far as my expectations, I really hope that they you know like Tyler said, more customization. They they completely butchered. 2015 as far as customization the only custom superstar entrance you have is a dude holding a cell phone like seriously come on like i need more bring that Well, you get some entrances of certain superstars but i don't want that i want my own wrestler i don't want it all to be whoa 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 i think you're not um being uh thankful for that one with the guy with the cell phone okay that dude sucked (laughs) I don't want that. I want my own wrestler with his what? own movements. Different. What thing. other entrance do you need? <laughs> <laughs> why, are you, why are you holding your phone like that? <laughs> oh, he's on the phone. Okay, sorry. All right. Okay, that's no, two I'm people not. now. But yeah, more customization for the creator wrestler, creating entrance. You know, uh, I know a lot of people go heavy duty into the creating arenas. They make some really cool stuff on the internet. People, I never really people. got into that. I, I mean, I like to check them out and see what people make. Like that's that's one of the things that I liked about uh, fourteen over fifteen is that there was more customization. I figure I, I would much rather have it and not use it than you know not have it and want to use it. You know, like give me more options than I know what to do with. Like I know it, it takes up in in storage space and stuff. You only have so much room, but I mean, come on. If you're if you're going to be promoting the largest roster ever, you obviously have the space for it, so you can customize a little bit. And the largest roster ever, we're getting 200 characters. And yeah, and that's fine. But if we're going to be getting three Randy Ortons, four John Cena's, five Undertakers, so on and so forth, I want forth, ten Randy Ortons. We need to, they need to go. They need to do it similar to uh, to how Mortal Kombat did their characters. It's like, okay, we've got 18 characters, but each one has three different variations. Like, I'm totally fine with that. As opposed to saying, okay, here's this Sub-Zero, here's this Sub-Zero, here's this Sub-Zero. There, you've got three new characters. Like, no, it's a variation Subs of the same character. Zero. Subs, zero, yeah. So, uh, yeah, more customization for Can me, please. stumble upon a new nickname? <laughs> Sub-Zero. Yeah. <laughs> so, anything for you, Doug? Uh, we haven't already coved. Nah, I mean you guys got it. You got cool. it locked down. So, uh, so thanks, Bazooka Majin. We certainly appreciate that. Uh, next question is from Parker saying, "Hello, guys. First, I'll say that the women blew me away. Great matches on Raw and Battleground. Keep it up. Second, I'm not liking the Cena number one contendership. At least give the U.S. title to Owens. And for Lesnar, I just have a personal preference for champs showing up." Lastly, my question, if WNS had a 2K16, what modes would would be in it, and what would the roster be? Uh, it can be guys from any promotion. Uh, you only have time and money for 30 wrestlers. So I don't know if we're going to do 30 wrestlers, but, you know, sure, just assemble the top, you know, top guys from each promotion, and, I, and I'd be happy. So, well. yeah. I mean, I'm I'm hoping that they'll put Samoa Joe in there. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. Samoa Joe. I'll be happy with that. I mean, I know Owens and and Balor are gonna be. I'm I'm really happy with that. Throwing Adam Cole. Adam Cole. Uh, AJ Styles. AJ Styles would be a good one. Some of the guys from New Japan, maybe for Doug. Yeah, I mean, I would like that. Uh, 
I mean, in a perfect world, this would never, ever, ever happen. I don't know why we're even talking about it. Because it can be guys from any promotion. Sure. I mean, like, ideally, like, um, I would like a a very modern, like, Fire Pro style to where they had just, like, here's a promotion, and then they give you the roster of that promotion where, like, mm. basically, like, you just have the rundowns of all the promotions. Like, one, like, say Disney just got up. Disney already has all the money in the world, but say Disney has all the money in the world and have all the influence in the world too. Pretty much. Disney uses all their money and all their influence <laughs> and they just go through and they decide we're making one video game with all the wrestling companies. And yeah. I would honestly, I would like it like an updated 2015 fire pro where just every promotion had their roster and you can just mix and match like however you want. Yeah. That'd be pretty good. So, they even uh, had some like Fire Pro would even like throw in like some shoot style feds like MMA dudes and stuff. Hmm. That'd be pretty cool. So thanks for the comment. We certainly appreciate it. Next Q and A. Oh oh oh. Going off of what Parker said, I was. This is uh. What do you guys think about this? Do you think there is any chance in hell that Cena is building up the title and walking it back up to the main event just for them to get rid of that title? Like, do you think that's going to fold into the, the the world title for some reason? You think it's just going to be world heavy in the Intercontinental? Because it's oh, very God. weird. It's, it's very weird that he's main eventing, still holding on to that U.S. title. Yeah, you think there's any shot that that somehow folds in? Uh, Dude, I, I hope, hope not. not. I, hope I don't want that to happen. But, so but it's okay. it's odd that they put so much focus on making it important, and now he's main eventing, holding it. So you would build it up for X amount of months just to get rid of it and be stuck with the IC title that is. Close to meaningless at the moment. Well, doesn't that seem like a choice they would make? Yeah, yeah, it absolutely sounds like a choice that they would make. I'm just saying, like, does that make any sort of sense? Because it's no. sort of weird that he has the title. It makes zero sense. No, but, but I mean, like, probably I mean, it. do you see that as, as any sort of possibility is what I mean, really mean to say? Not does it make sense? No, in the WWE, yeah, I, I could see it's him doing lock. it. It's a lock. Put it in the books. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see it. I hope we don't see it. So, oh god, I don't know. But uh, thank you for the question. Next question coming to us from Moose. Moose. There you go. Saying, uh, did you Moose. watch? Everybody's <laughs> not doing it with me. Here was the question about uh, NXT. Did you watch NXT Moose. on Wednesday? Uh, if you did, what did you think about the in-ring debut of Eva Marie? Already uh, discussed about that. So thank you. Um, he did say, what did you think of Samoa Joe's new theme music? Did it sound good it. or bad? Much, much more improved than his original theme when he came it's in. It's better, but it's still very meh to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, God, that first theme was so terrible. To, to me, it was awful. All I really need is them to do, like, a knockoff version of Mama Said Knock You Out, and then I'd be cool with it. Yeah. So we'll have to see uh, if it does that. Uh, he also asked, what did we think of the Gift of the Gods? Uh, championship belt. We uh, discussed that. And saying, lastly, when you're talking about Dave Meltzer saying that WWE wanted to go uh, into a war against Ring of Honor, I was like, what? That makes no sense. But I think this all started with the Beast from the East special on the WWE Network, where it was John Laurinaitis' idea of using the streamers for the NXT championship match. And I think WWE is trying to give us a hint that they are taking over Ring of Honor. If WWE were going into a war with TNA, that I totally understand. Maybe Donald Trump is going to take Tiger Uno's message and come to TNA. 
Tigre, sorry. Uh, and tell Dixie, I want to buy a TNA. I want it at this price, and trust me, it'll make a better show. And lastly, rumors were that Sting may pair up with Dean Ambrose and Reigns versus the Wyatt family at SummerSlam. Do you think Sting should be in a tag match or in a singles match? If you think Sting could be in a singles match, who would he face at SummerSlam? I think tag match is a waste, and I don't really even want to see him in a singles match because I don't think it's going to do a whole lot for anybody, Yeah, especially coming off that big loss. And especially as as, with the news that he might not even be at SummerSlam. Sure. As far as the uh, why they're not concerned with TNA is because Ring of Honor, like people paid to attend Ring of Honor shows. <laughs> yeah. That is, like uh, uh, TNA, TNA is like papering all their shows and they're not yeah. really even touring. The, the reason Ring of Honor is uh, competition is because they tour and people pay to show to the sh- pay to attend those shows that they're touring to, and I. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can call bullshit on all bullshit on all you want, but they're running. Uh, not only are they running opposite on the Brooklyn show, there is a show in Texas that's coming up in uh, next month that they're running head to head with a Ring of Honor show in Texas. Same town, same time, same day. It's not same bull- channel. Look, there's got to be there's got to be some there's got to be some fire to that smoke, man. I mean, there's got to be something. Yep. So we'll have to see how the uh, the war plays out. But uh, thank you for the questions, Moose. Uh, certainly appreciate it. Moose. Last Moose. last question Moose. coming to us from Moose. Dawson. We're doing the hand gestures, Moose. Dawson saying, "Hey guys, love the show." My qu- <laughs> <laughs> my question is: Being from Scotland, we used to have no wrestling options except WWE and TNA. But now with companies like ICW and NGW, uh, do you think WWE will add more British talents to the NXT and WWE rosters as people like Zack Saber Jr. and Drew Galloway are tearing up the indie promotions? Um, I'll say no to Drew Galloway. Uh, I, well, I think Drew Galloway is like terribly misused and mishandled while he was there. I think he's a yeah. lot better than they ever gave him the the ability to show. And Zack Sabre Jr. is fucking awesome. Do I think they're going to get signed? I don't know. Like, Dude, it's weird. They're giving a lot of dudes looks that you wouldn't even think were going to get looks like. Guys like uh, Gulak who don't have really? the... Guys who don't have the size or the look they want. Okay, we keep going back to the size and the look thing. That's clearly dead. They're clearly over the size and the look thing. Mm-hmm. But guys like Gulak who have a very stripped-down style, I, guys you just wouldn't think they would be getting looks like or getting looks. So if if a guy like Gulak, who, by the way, I'm not talking shit on Gulak. He's fucking awesome. He is. But uh, if a guy like Gulak's getting a look, then I don't see why a guy like Zack Sabre Jr. is not getting a look. Yeah. Because he's fucking awesome, too. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to see. It's one of those uh, wait-and-see things. They seem interested in being in representing as much of the world as they can with guys. So if they find the right guy, I don't see why they wouldn't sign him. Yeah. So, uh, so that's going to do it for us this week. We certainly thank everyone for the questions. We thank Tyrus for coming on to the show this week. Really cool stuff. So uh, thank you once again for your questions. Make sure to submit your questions on our YouTube page, WS Video, also our Facebook page, WS Podcast. Check us out on WrestlingNewsSource.com and WrestlingNewsSource.com on Facebook. And subscribe to us on iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. We're also on Stitcher, Beyond Pod, and Player.fm. Just search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us. Uh, you can follow the podcast on Twitter. It's at WNS Podcast. Daniel's at WNS underscore Daniel. And Tyler is at Tyler underscore Aber. Oh, yeah. So there you go. For the podcast crew, I am Daniel Heron. I am Tyler Aber. I'm Doug. And we'll catch you all next week.